Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, The Loneliness Guy. In this conversation, we're going to have another chat. We're welcoming back my friend Michael DiOrio from Wellismo Coaching to talk about hookup apps. Say hi, Michael. Hi, Phil. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back. This, um, well, Michael, it's just awesome to have you as always. But before we like launch into like one of the most epic chats ever, um, I just need to say that this podcast contains content relating to the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in eShot, now's the time for you to kindly move on. But. With all of that said, if, um, if you're down for a great conversation, how about you and Michael go get us a table and I'll go get the coffee sorted. All right, here you go. Now, if this is the first time that you've pressed play on an episode of Connection Over Coffee with the Loneliness Guy, I want to say a huge welcome and an even bigger welcome back to you if you're joining us again for another coffee. Either way, I know that you probably have wrestled within yourself about um, pressing play on this episode. And that kind of internal wrestling is uh, you wrestling with the stigma of loneliness and perhaps the thoughts and feelings that you might actually be in simply pressing play, admitting that you're a failed human. Not at all. Not down for any of that shit here at the, uh, at the loneliness guy. Because what you've just done is recognize that you are a human. Uh, a human and particularly a gay man experiencing loneliness. That makes you awesome. That makes you uh, like just this fantastic human who recognizes your humanity. Well done. I'm proud of you. And you've picked another great conversation to press play on because whenever Michael and I get together, it's just like this, I don't know, it's, it's fun, it's fun, um, and I just like bask in his wisdom, um, and yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's like, <laughs> toss there. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, well, it's it's fantastic, and and Michael, we're going to be having a chat today um, about hookup apps, and um, uh, and and particularly how we gay men, full stop. Well, not full stop. There's another part of the sentence to 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 go. How we gay men experience uh, or use hookup apps, with taking another step. How gay men experiencing loneliness can uh, use can engage with hookup apps, uh, and what that does for us, what that does to us when uh, we might not be aware of uh, the, the thoughts and feelings of loneliness. They might be kind of manifesting of, uh, as, as something else within us. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we use them, um, uh, you know, whatever kind of state we're in. Um, so, when, when the topic came up, uh, you know, you came to mind because you've got a whole lot of content on this in, in your work at Willismo Coach, don't you? Uh, coaching, don't you? Yes, I, I do. I mean, I've been a, I'll speak specifically to Grinder. I've been a Grinder user since I think it, it was born. <laughs> so forever <laughs> with a few breaks here and there. But um, yeah, I have a lot of content on this because I think it is, to your point, very important. And I mean, a lot of gay men use apps. Um, there's lots of them. We don't need to name all of them, but no. I think that, yeah, I do have a lot of content on this because I, I've seen my own transformation through it. Um, it was definitely something that I had to work through on my own personal journey. And now I'm able to help others uh, along their personal journey. And for the record, I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be pro or against any kind of app because that's, I don't think that's a very useful conversation to have. It's about how we use it. No, and and you know, thank you, thanks, thanks for saying that. And I think that's really important um, for you, me, and the listener to to make clear really clearly, real and and quickly is that 
and 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 this is a point that I made in my my blog post uh, hookup apps, which I wish that I had come up with something sort of much more original, <clears throat> and and pithy and in, and insightful or something. But I'm like, well, you know, it's about hookup apps. Let's just call it hookup apps, um, referring to myself in the plural. Um, so uh, what I did. Um, what I wrote in there is that you know they're they're ubiquitous, they're everywhere, they're they're, um, and and nothing really comes from the judgment uh, mm-hmm. of the using of them, um, and they're simply a tool. Yes, exactly. uh, it's a tool. That's it. Yeah. Um, and what judgment comes from that is almost, not almost, it is a reflection of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this is this is a judgment-free zone um, on hookup apps, their use, the frequency of use, um, and not just the frequency of, of use of the hookup app, but, you know, because by extension, you know, use a hookup app, you hook up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, use a hookup app a lot. Sorry, you you hook up a lot, and that's that's kind of where you know the 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 the, the judgment can come in because you know it's it's goes to the awkwardness that that many of us can can feel about sex. Uh, yeah. and, and that's that's another topic that I talk a lot about. So they go hand in hand. Yeah, and and you know you you know you 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 do write and 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 speak and work generally a lot on sex positivity um yes, and uh and and you know when it comes to to being gay when it comes to be anywhere on the lgbtiq plus spectrum uh you know because we don't fit the norm there is a whole lot of judgment about that and i just want to acknowledge that that judgment and and the feelings that we might have of guilt, of shame, of being wrong or whatever, that is the topic of um, of uh, like another topic, but it's here. And I want to acknowledge that that elephant in in the room when we're talking about hookup apps, when we're talking about uh, um, hooking up, and when we're talking about to a different extent, but similar loneliness. Um, and it's the, the 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 judgment that drips rather unsightly, um, unsightfully. Um, anyway, uh, in a really unappealing way uh, from those concepts. Not having that any of that here, but we need to acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very common for us to 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 judge. It's like it's almost. I mean, we, as soon as we think, <laughs> it's part of our cognitive functioning to judge things but i think it's important to recognize uh like a judgment in, in a negative sense that does not it's not very useful to, for us to judge in in some ways whether it's apps sex loneliness whatever that may be yeah. and you're right it is definitely something that we see i mean we all do it it's human yeah. but in the gay community it, it definitely prevents people from i think connecting with each other and i know that that's a big crux of, of your message phil is connection and judgment is absolutely not it stands in the way of genuine connection right right yeah. and and listener viewer if you wanted any kind of confirmation of why i think michael's awesome uh it's right there um it does like the the, the judgment stands in the way yeah um and that it is often not the judgment of others. We think it's the judgment of others, but really it's self-judgment that stands in our own way uh, and which, which stops us pressing play on, um, uh, on, on podcasts, which stops us from reading a book, which stops us from reading a blog, which stops us from having a conversation, which stops us from engaging with us and perhaps has us reaching for our phones to numb, like on, on social media. Uh, on a hookup app, which has us numbing for like by working out, by working, by drinking, by having sex a lot, or whatever it is that you know we, yeah. we, we go to we go to numb rather than dealing with acknowledging what's within us. All of it, all of it, all of the things. I mean, those are the ones that I personally are my favorite ways to numb um, and and avoid the discomfort so when we say numb 
we're, we're really talking about avoiding discomfort, avoiding the discomfort of feeling alone, avoiding the discomfort of feeling not enough, avoiding the discomfort yeah. of whatever. Yeah. And and we there's no shortage of ways the world has created for us to numb. <laughs> no shortage. Yeah. Substances, phones, gyms, work. Uh, you yeah. can you can numb in Netflix for literally days. Yeah. You could be listening to to podcast numbing in, in a way, really, right? Instead yeah. of focusing on the work within. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and and so when it comes to apps uh, and and hookup apps, uh, and you know, there's 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 the big one um, that you know um, uh, you know of of Grindr, um, and you know we love to hate them. We love to hate them. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, I. Um, in, 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 in the blog post that I wrote, Hookup Apps, um, uh, and where there's there's going to be, the, well, there is a link um, in the episode description uh, to this to, to go and read it, go and read it. But I shared in there my sort of experience of, um, of engaging with, uh, with Grindr. And so I, I, you know, was was married um, and uh, to a woman, um, and uh, came out, uh, um, and then came out uh, to her, and then a few uh, years later we separated. And um, when we separated, I'm like, all right, you know, I wasn't living in a city that was my own. I was living in in Wellington in New Zealand. <clears throat> Uh, and, uh, I didn't know, like I, I wasn't part of the, the, the community. I didn't grow up there. I didn't, you know, like I, I, I belonged, but I, I, I wasn't from there and I belong, but I didn't belong. Um, and I realized that, you know, I, I, I <laughs> how silly is this? I, I couldn't identify other gay men around me to go and sort of, awkwardly flirt <laughs> or like introduce myself or whatever it was. So I'm like, well, where is everyone? So I downloaded Grinder and I got on there and whoa, <laughs> like fresh meat uh, in, in, in a small community. But at once it was lovely, but then, you know, and Michael, I, I want to get into this, um, you know, did not see the best in humanity uh, and the best of a community uh, on, on, on Grinder, But, um, how, in in your view, Michael? How, in your view, uh, does do hookup apps? Does Grinder? Does Scruff uh, influence how we engage with each other as a community? Oh, great question. Um, on the negative, on the negative side, I think that, you know, and you alluded to this in your blog post, which is great, by the way, for those who haven't read it, go read it. Um, Thanks. Thanks. The, you know, it, 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 I, I call it, uh, it's a minefield of emotional triggers because mm. it will trigger us in all of the ways <laughs> and all the ways uh, it'll trigger our abandonment wounds through things like ghosting and rejection. It'll, uh, it'll trigger our, you know, uh, not enoughness story our shame story when people just you know very callously reply not interested or ew or whatever they may say and you know people do this because they're they're assholes in some in some respect and they're hurt in their own ways in some respects and because they're behind a screen yeah and i always find it very funny when it's the people who don't have any profile picture whatsoever who are the ones who are usually not i shouldn't say usually who are the ones who are often uh the most i would say rude or not very respectful but yes uh, it also normalizes things like racism right and 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 homophobia transphobia biphobia all the things yep. and so it is a place where we see the worst of the worst um and so that is the negative on the positive i think that um having i'll speak to grinder again because that's the one that i personally use yep. um it is so nice to be living in a world where I can pop on my phone, tap with the tap of a button, yep. have all these men just show up by order of proximity in the sort of order I want them in with my age ranges and filters and all the things that I want, just show up and then I can just 
talk to them or or communicate with them rather from the comfort of my own home without having to go on a date, without having to get ready, without having to leave the house. Yeah. And I think if you asked a gay man 50 years ago, 20 years ago, (laughs) if they would like something like that, they would be like, what the fuck? Like you guys (laughs) over in 2021 are living the life. Um, And so I think that that, that is a very beautiful thing and and it can absolutely help. And I, I, I have clients who live in rural USA who that is the only way for them to meet other gay men. Yeah. And so that, that is a beautiful thing in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a really important point. I want to acknowledge the positive here because uh, when, it, when it comes to a topic like hookup apps, their use, you know, we can want to go and focus uh, exclusively on the negative. And the negatives are... They're, they're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. Um, but, you know, for their convenience, for the um, uh, for, for what they reflect as mm-hmm. the progression of society um, and, you know, the, the, the advancement um, uh, of, you know, the, the like of... of I want to say, you know, how they reflect, you know, the advancement of LGBTIQ plus uh, issues in the community. Um, then, you know, that that is undoubtedly a positive. But when you know when we're engaging with them, we might we might have a passing acknowledgement of like going, "Gee, isn't this super?" You know, as we as we you know tap the icon and 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 dive on in um, uh, to to the app and 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 you know see how close or how far away you know people are. So we might have that moment, but generally we we kind of we might be coming at it at a point of like almost, and I don't want to sort of speak with hyperbole here, but you know almost with self loathing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh God, this is this is the yeah. only way that I can actually engage with other gay men. Yeah. Like, why am I broken? I hate yeah. myself for doing this, but here I am. And you might be kind of like doing, like scrolling through and chatting for a little while before you actually realize what you're doing. And then you're like, oh, what am I doing? But how do I like? What's what's the what's the alternative? Like. Um, yeah, what's coming up for you with, with that kind of, you know, that, that engagement from a place of negative? Yeah, so I'm happy you brought that up because I've run workshops on Grindr specifically, uh, how to make your great guys on Grindr. Um, I've also done uh, lots of teaching on online dating in general for gay and straight audiences, and it sort of remains the same. We think that these um apps are the way to date and we have this preconceived notion that for some reason they replace dating they replace connection and that is that's that's where we all go wrong it is a tool as you said it is a tool think of it i like to think of it as a search engine you don't go to google and put in i want food yeah (laughs) and then then that and then think that's going to satiate your hunger no, you go to Google, you type in very specifically, here's the food I want, and then you go out and you get it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then that is, so So the apps are not for replacing connection, replacing dating. It's not that at all. It's just a means, it's a search engine for you to find what you want. And in that, I think they do a very, very good job. They are very good at finding, drawing your your network much much bigger than you can humanly do first of all and then with all the filters and advancements that they have with you know all the photos and videos we can do now you can go pick exactly specifically what you want but you still need to get up and go meet the person whether it's a yeah. or a date doesn't matter and then have the actual connection and say hi my name is michael nice to meet you and go through all of the discomfort that that's going to bring up right and then again we're back <laughs> at the discomfort conversation we have to embrace the discomfort not run away from it and i think what happens is we are unwilling to have the discomfort of you know taking the next step or or whatever that is and so we end up staying safe behind the screen thinking oh this is easier because i get to just sit in my underwear and watch netflix while i connect with people online yeah yeah and that's critical when it comes to 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 loneliness moving beyond the thoughts and feelings of loneliness 
requires us to get uncomfortable, requires us to uh, wrestle with perhaps the really shit thoughts and feelings within ourselves that we're not worthy, that we're not something enough, that we're not buff enough, we're not sexy enough, we're not whatever it is enough when we're comparing ourselves, uh, the thoughts and feelings within ourselves in that moment, on the couch, in our underwear, watching Netflix, um, idly scrolling, feeling pretty gross about ourselves because we've eaten like an entire, you know, box of donuts or, or, or whatever it is. And then we're comparing ourselves with the projection of other men, uh, uh, what other men are projecting into the world. Right. And, and that's all optional. That's yeah. all optional. We don't have to do that. No, right? no, no, no. But we, we, you know, and, and it becomes optional when we're aware of it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we might, you know, have this enormous food baby and, you know, it, it's like it's, it's, it's really like we're feeling like pretty bleh within ourselves. But then, you know, we see, you know, these, these you, know, uh, you know, very sexy humans doing their thing um, on whether it is on social media or on Grindr uh, or, or any other hookup app. Um, you know, we are always comparing ourselves. We are always ranking ourselves. And so I'm going to share this. Like I, I'm, I'm going to, like I met, uh, I met my partner Jeff through Grinder, um, and I um, uh, sort of <laughs> I remember. And we often laugh about this. Like um, you know, he he came up on on my feed, um, and uh, he um, like his 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 photo uh, on on his feed. Um, it's a, I know now it's a very him photo. I know like it's, it, it's a very him photo and, but you know, he's, he's in a, um, like his, his photo, he's got like, he's wearing a, uh, um, a friend's sunglasses, uh, and the sunglasses are pretty cool. And I remember looking at him, uh, and going, oh no, he's a bit too cool for me. Uh, and, um, uh, and and stuff and he obviously had had seen me and um i think he 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 tapped me or, or something like that and and we just kind of got chatting but i remember like you know the first few days of of texting um uh like messaging through through grinder i'm like yeah you know you're really a bit too cool for me um turns out that he's uh the right kind of cool for me uh and he's a bigger dag if not a, a bigger dag um uh than than me so i'm not going to explain the concept of what a dag is uh to non-australian and non-kiwis um i'm trying to think of another word uh what 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 people in north america use uh um uh it'll come to me but yeah it's just like the, like someone who's dorky um okay uh maybe maybe dorky um I don't know, but yeah, Dag's just this awesome, awesome mode. He's like, he's such a Dag. Um, but yeah, like he's the right kind of Dag for me. But it, there were, these are the, and this is what I wrote in that blog post um, uh, about the power of the stories that we tell ourselves as we're, we're scrolling through. And these, these, these stories are often played on repeat through our mind without us knowing it. Yeah. And so when we're in, trying to engage with others, we can, you know, rank ourselves in this kind of social hierarchy where we're like, no, I'm too good for them. Like, he's on my level, too good for me, um, based on nothing more than the stories that we've told ourselves about ourselves and about that other person in that moment with very little information. And I, I want to be clear that we tell ourselves these stories anyway. We always have yeah. Grinder or whatever app has just amplified it and made it much more abundantly clear that that's what we do. But it's not it's not the app's fault for no. for that. Like that's that's. I mean, yes, they don't make it easy, and I would say I would I would. I would say that they make it very easy to keep going back because they know how to make those notifications hit the dopamine places and all in your brain and feel all those feel good chemicals come out when you get the notification. Someone pays attention. Fine. But all the stories we tell ourselves, it's not, that's not up to anyone else, but ourselves to look at those and develop the awareness of what they are and whether they're useful or not. And if they're not useful, then practice other stories that perhaps are more useful and more conducive to 
finding what it is that you want, whether you're on there for uh, LTR, whether you're on there to have a one night hookup, whether you're on there just to meet friends or yeah. sometimes just to chat. Yeah, I use I use Grinder sometimes just because to chat. Yep, me too, me too. Okay. Um, and yeah, so so it is. Um, I think that that's something to to very much keep in mind when we're using anything, anything, not using anyone. We don't use people. Um, we use things. Uh, but when when it comes to you know engaging. Uh, engaging in the world, whether that world is virtually through apps on our phones, be they social media or a hookup app, um, or uh, in real life with actual real people in real situations, which, you know, some of us might become a little sort of out of practice of how to be a human amongst other humans right now. Um, But, you know, we are constantly telling ourselves stories. And those, those stories we look for ways to make them fact. We're constantly looking for evidence of making that fact. And, you know, once we know those stories, uh, we can become better with some practice at identifying those stories and going, actually, do I know this to be true? Is this really true right now? Am I ugly? Am I not worthy? Am I, you know... Um, too much? Am I too big? Am I too loud? Am I too something? Am I something not enough? Like, is that actually true? And generally, no. No, it's not true. Um, but those... When, when, when we are... Here, this just occurred to me, Michael. It's probably occurred to you because you're really smart. Um, and, and, and stuff, but this just occurred to me when we are, when we have reached for our phone and, you know, we're feeling, we're feeling the need for some sex, feeling a bit horny and, you know, we, we kind of want to be in the tender embrace of another man while naked or men naked while naked and, you know, we're particularly vulnerable at that time. We're really, we're vulnerable. We're reaching out and saying, you know what? Like, I want to do the sex with you right now. Uh, and uh, that's, that's exquisitely vulnerable. Um, and so when we're going on to hookup apps, whether we know it or not, we are being very vulnerable, which is why when we get ghosted, when we get the, you know, yuck comments, yeah. when we get the, yeah, no, no, thank you. Like yeah. that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It does come from a place of vulnerability, for sure. And and we, to your point, it it reaffirms whatever shame story we're we're holding on to, whether we know it or not. This I'm not good enough story. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I am ugly. Right. And all of a sudden, this happens, and your brain will just boop. Evidence. Great. See, you're right. You are. See, 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 Michael. You're yeah. You're not good enough. See, this guy doesn't like you. When in fact. Other people are allowed to not like you. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. You don't like everybody, and they don't have to like you. So I, I like to use the terminology like "stay in your lane." Like stay in your lane. Like people don't have to like you, and that's okay. You don't want the guy who doesn't like you. Yeah. You want the one who does. So yes, it hurts. Yes, so it's a blow do. to the ego. <laughs> we so do. We want yeah, to it seems for him. ego, but like, yeah. you know, it's not your guy. It's not your guy. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't want you. I know it hurts. And I know it hurts, and I'm not taking away from that. No, but it doesn't need to mean anything about you. It doesn't need to mean that you are less than. It just means, you know, he likes uh, anchovies on his pizza, and you're and you're a pepperoni pizza. So guess what? He's mm. not gonna like you. I'm sorry, but a pepperoni pizza is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Someone else might like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could go into like you know pineapple on pizzas. Um, yeah, you know with a with a Hawaiian, um, which you know I I'm I'm gonna say actually I'm okay with pineapple on pizzas. Um, so yeah, 
uh, you know, judge away. Uh, and, yeah. you know, if that's going to be the deal breaker, well, then it was never meant to be. Uh, but I think when you're, 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 you're right, it's that, that sort of the, the, the pain of the shame, mm. Mm-hmm. The pain of the shame and, um, you know, particularly when we do come up on things that we, you know, demonstrably cannot change about ourselves. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you uh, uh, something that happened with me? Yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get rejected all the time and either it's too old, whatever, to, to, to something, to something or not something enough. doesn't matter, but you know, people like their things, but I'm really self-conscious about my teeth. Yep. Like I don't have the most beautiful teeth. So like for me, when people, you know, uh, will reject me for being too old or whatever, that's fine. I don't care. I'm happy with my age, but when, because it was my teeth, somebody made a comment like, you know, whatever he said, you should just get your teeth fixed or something, some comment like that. That one, that one was like, Oh, yeah. it stung right in the chest because I still was feeling very, am feeling very self-conscious about them. So, you know, I, I like to use it as a, if I get really triggered by something, then I'm like, okay, I clearly have some work to do within me. Not to say that I'm condoning that kind of behavior or being like that to people. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is, if it really does hurt, use that as an opportunity to say, oh, that really hurt. How can I tend to myself? How can I tend to whatever needs are not being met right now? Um, and I think I think for me, that was a big wake-up call to be like, oh, yeah, I can handle rejection. I don't care if people think that. I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do when, yeah. I, when it hits home, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for me... Uh, you know, in, 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 in a way, um, you know, with, with kind of in a similar way, uh, the beard is very polarizing. Mm. Uh, and it's like, well, that beard, um, you know, that's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, and, and various comments of, um, the, 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 the beard, uh, and through to like, uh, no, it's disgusting. Um, and uh, I'm like, okay, thanks, thanks. Like, no. And 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 for me, I'm like, why would you? Why would you write that to someone? Why would you take the time to tell someone that you don't like them in that way? Yeah. Because of, yeah. because of that, I'm like, thank you. Doesn't say like it doesn't mean that you know, it's it's a nice experience to receive that because you don't want to receive that. Um, but it was uh, like, thank you. Like you've outed yourself as not being worthy of me. Yeah. Like if facial hair, which can come and go, is going to be the deal breaker for you, you're not my person. You're not you're right. not you're not the person, you're not the man, you know, whether it's in, you know, asexual um uh, 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 uh you know way trying to like the, the word escaped me there, but you know, for the purpose of sex or for the purpose of actually having you in my life. It's like, really? I'm like, no, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, next. Yeah. Thank you. Next. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm keen to explore Michael, the, what we, when we reach for, um, when we re- reach for the comfort of another man uh, through the hookup app, when we um, when we realise that we're kind of that we feel the need uh, to uh, uh, to to have some some of the sex, and we reach for a hookup app, but we within us we're actually experiencing loneliness. Mm-hmm. Like part of the driver for reaching for, uh, uh, reaching for another man or men, uh, when we're experiencing loneliness, might feel like we need, uh, well, we need some sex or want some sex, but actually, what we're needing in that time is 
a deeper connection. So essentially beyond, beyond the cock, we're looking to be seen and heard and critically to feel that we belong somewhere. Yeah. I've got a lot of thoughts well, on is, this, but what, I'm keen to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's a fundamental human need that need to belong, be seen and be heard. How we get that need met, many different ways, some more useful than others, some more, uh, some, some have a greater success rate than others. I'll tell you a little bit of, about my story, just because, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but how I knew, how I knew that I was um, going about it the wrong way is I had come out of a breakup. I think I've told you this before, Phil. Mm. I had come out of a breakup with someone that I loved very deeply, and it was a very terrible breakup uh, that affected me in a very bad way. And so, you know, conventional wisdom was, if you want to get over someone, get under somebody else. Okay, great. Sounds get back good. on the horse. Right. And I wouldn't have to deal with the loneliness. I wouldn't have to deal with the pain of him leaving. I wouldn't have to deal with all the shitty negative emotions, discomfort. There's that word again. Yeah. That comes with just crying it out or, or heartbreak. And there's Grinder, this beautiful thing. I can just go on and just focus on that and get under everybody else. And I did over and over and over and over and over. Lo and behold, I wasn't feeling any better. And I did this for months uh, and it just got worse. It just got worse because the pain was still there. The discomfort yeah. was still there. I wasn't actually dealing with the pain. And the only way to deal with pain is to walk right through it. Um, I was trying to skirt around it with all these other people. And don't get me wrong. I had lots of sex. The sex was fine. It was not scratching there's the a, edge. There's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> no, the sex was fine. Fine. <laughs> and it's a mixed bag. Some was phenomenal. There's left a lot to be desired. But On the point was, it was not feeling. It was not feeling what what really needed to happen within me, which was tend to to the to tend to that pain and i was lonely i was lonely I, I i missed my boyfriend that's what was really going on i missed my boyfriend i wanted someone to cuddle with i wanted someone to stay the night because that's what i wanted and and mm. what i actually wanted what i thought i wanted was not that and so it came to me after a hookup you know walking home one night and i'm like i feel worse than i felt before i did this and wait a minute Every time I've done this, I have felt worse after. And the what what I thought the answer was was okay. Well, then just do it again. <laughs> like oh, just have another one. Then you'll feel better. Do it better. Orgasm does not last that long. You know, yeah. orgasm only lasts what a, a minute, maybe if if that even. And then it's back to the drawing board. So for me, yeah, that's how I knew it was. It was when I looked back and I reflected. You know, as I was walking home, like did this, did this fill what i really wanted it to fill <laughs> i didn't mean for that to say I, that I, I, i'm just going to be you know a lot cruder <laughs> you know did it fill the hole that really needed filling yes so so that's one way that i that i knew and then when i can draw the line between those days and when i hooked up and really did the work on myself and um learning what was just truly i, I want sex or or figuring out what I actually want. Because I think what happens is, you know, in your question, we feel lonely. I don't know if we actually know what's going on, really. I think it's really, really useful to say, why am I going for this right now? Am I actually, is my dick saying, hey, pay attention to me, I want something? Or is there something else at play? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me, tell me exactly how to do that in the moment. Uh, and I'm like, taking, I'm taking notes. <laughs> in, in in that moment, because yeah, like if if there is a way of you know essentially when you're getting a head full of steam, right, and and you know you're building towards you know a like you're essentially on on a railway track, mm -hmm. and that's ending in one place. Um, you know it's it's very hard at times to well you can't deviate essentially from the railway track. Um, uh, but you know, it's hard to build into that process yeah. without sounding like a killjoy or, or, or some kind of Puritan or, or something like that, but to go, you know what, you know, this is a point where we can pause, uh, and yeah. say, you know, what do I really need in this moment? Do I really need, and so, and so 
what I love about your share there, Michael, is I think something that we can all relate to. It's when, and this is what I wrote in my blog post, is that if you, if you leave a hookup feeling emptier than when you went in, perhaps what you weren't after was sex. Yeah, that's it. And it's often with the benefit of, you know, looking in the review mirror <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and, and looking at pattern, a pattern of behavior there that yeah. you go, ooh, right. That's it. And that could be sex. That can be working out. That can be uh, drinking. That can be recreational or prescription, you know, uh, drug abuse. That can be travel. That can be gambling. That can be uh, work, working out, whatever it is. Numbing is numbing is numbing is numbing is numbing. And it's only when we, we, we can look retrospectively and go, ooh, there's that behavior there. Like yeah. I've had lots of, you know, might see a, a, a trail of broken relationships where, you know, you, uh, until you actually get that, that, that retrospective perspective that we can actually go, yeah. But it's hard to do that, hard to project that perspective. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you don't know until, until it's happened and that's fine. We don't want to shame ourselves. We don't mm. want to beat the shit of ourselves after we do it. Right. That's, that's not going to solve the problem either. It's, it's, it's a reflection of, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's not how that was supposed to go, or that's maybe not what I'm looking for. And then approaching it with curiosity and compassion, as I advocate all the time, approach, always approach yourself first and foremost with curiosity and compassion. And then you will find that you will also approach the life and the world and other people with the same, but we have to start with ourselves. So I like what you said about, you don't always know, right? I don't always know. <laughs> I'm not, I, I like to think I'm self-aware, but I can't guarantee my brain's very, very tricky. My brain will give me all kinds of different justifications for mm. for behaviors and things and habits you know and and you're right it, it can seem numbing can seem justified and if it's something like oh i'm just working you know like that's 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 oh that sounds good or or people pleasing i think sometimes people numb with people pleasing yeah. right yeah 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 if i do this if i please you you will like me and you will accept me yeah. uh, if that's not like the dangerous like one of the most dangerous uh slopes to slide down uh, when it comes to the path to disconnection with self and a source of loneliness, particularly, and I know right now that this is a, that this is, this is content on um, the gay men's brotherhood in your podcast, gay men's going deeper. Um, yes. uh, but, you know, almost within ourselves, like we are trained, we have been trained that to make us like to get through adolescence. Yeah. Uh, is to please those around us, particularly if we're really struggling within ourselves about aspects of ourselves that we don't think are acceptable. Yeah. Be that sexuality, be that, you know, other kind of other aspects of ourselves. But we, 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 we are trained and we are also trained to be a friend. To have friends is to be friends. Uh, and and to be a friend and you know to offer ourselves offer you know like to 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 drive someone to the airport to you know whatever whatever it is and put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I th- I'm I'm loving that on uh, on on people pleasing. Yeah, and we're we're built we're, we're built for it. like our survival as children is based on people pleasing we are we are taught like yeah. if we don't please our parents they will not feed us right like this is a we're not thinking this consciously it's a subconscious thing but we want to please the people that house us feed us take care of us like it's it's one of the first lessons we learn when we're yeah. an infant like yeah. we, we need these people so keep them happy yeah um, and then it just we, we just carry that with us all through life at least at least i did for a very 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 long time yeah 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 me too me too and still and i see it everywhere yeah. and still and yeah. Still, yeah. yeah, and so I, I'm keen to keen to come back to uh, 
you know, the, the, the that that point in time when the like you know we're walking away from the hookup we're leaving the hookup and you know the 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 you know the 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 feeling of the orgasm has worn off uh and you know there we are again within ourselves back where we were yeah and the point that you raised i really want to i really want to underline um, here and, and, and essentially put in bold because at that point we have, we've got a, we've got a, a, a decision to make, or we need to realize that we have a decision that we can make there. We can berate ourselves. We can be hard on ourselves and say, God, you're such a fucking idiot. How did you do that again? Yeah. Right. And, and essentially shame ourselves. And shame ourselves into quiet. Shame ourselves into... Shame ourselves into submission. Um, and, and, you know, um, and, and putting ourselves in a place where actually it makes it harder to take any kind of different action. I was going to say corrective action, but like different action. And then we find ourselves, you know, in the coming hours or coming days, or coming weeks, or coming months. Uh, sorry, taking a step back. And it's in that place of like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Um, it's like, never going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. Uh, and, you know, probably while walking back to public transport, walking back to the car, or walking back to our house, or whatever it is, you get your phone out, and you hold down, uh, you know, the the icon for the app long enough so that all the all the apps shake, and you press the X, deleted, not yeah. not using Grinder again, not getting on Scruff. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Me using that has led me to feeling like this. Not nah, never again. Cold turkey. Yeah, but Grind Grinder doesn't house your loneliness. You do so, yeah. <laughs> like. Honey, the, the you can delete all the apps done. you want. Yeah. yeah, you can delete all the apps you want. It's gonna, it's gonna find a way because it's not in the app. It's in, it's in here. It's, yes. in, your, it's in your body, in your mind. It, it, it's, it's in your heart. Like that's where it is. So it'll find a way. Uh, and then once you do that work of acknowledging, hey, maybe there's something more that I'm craving here, then worlds open up. Like then the possibilities. Like I think you know. Uh, as we say many times, awareness is the first step or half the battle. But, and that's why I love the work you do, Phil, because I think it's very, very important that people, I think your work is that next step. Like, okay, I've identified this. Uh, where do I go from here? Yep. And I think that's where I would say, Phil McCall. <laughs> that's where you need to go. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, and, and, and I'm really happy. Thank you. Thank you that, that that's, that's sort of the... Um, how how my work is being received um, by you because this is just the stuff of life. Yeah. To be a gay man in the world now means that we have the wondrousness of technology in our pocket. The wondrousness, and hopefully, I really do hope, wherever you are listening in or watching in the world, that you are free to be you. You are free to express yourself sexually. Um, that is not a luxury that all of us have in the world. If we are privileged to live in a society where we're not going to be stoned, we're not going to be beaten for hooking up with someone, for giving in, giving in slash acknowledging slash, you know, embodying our sexuality if we're not in in that kind of in a society where that level of judgment exists we need to um you know going right back to the start of the conversation uh, michael you know like the one of the pros of this uh of of the the hookup apps is that you know it reflects a society where this is okay. Mm -hmm. 
if not okay, it's legal. But when we are, um, when we believe the stories that we're telling ourselves, however those stories have manifested and however they're playing out in that moment, when we believe that we are not worthy of, um, of being seen, heard, or belonging. Yeah. And when we get onto hookup apps and we com- we're comparing ourselves to the beautiful bodies that we see, And, you know, seeing the behaviors that can manifest online and what passes for what we think passes as acceptable behavior online, the latent or the overt racism, the latent or overt homophobia, transphobia, phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start telling ourselves stories that to be gay in Toronto, to be gay in Sydney, to be gay in Melbourne, to be gay in Auckland, to be gay in New York, whatever, means that I need to be like this. That's dangerous. Yeah. Because all we need to be is ourselves. And then denying ourselves the emotions that we're feeling and the, the, the signs that our emotions are giving us to pay attention to mm-hmm. actually does require an enormous amount of courage because the easy thing is, is to then, um, if we're back at that point of, of deleting the app, purging it from our lives and, you know, we might go home and, you know, throw out all the porn or whatever it is. It's like, no, this led me down yeah. there before. I feel shit about it. I'm getting rid of it. Like all the sex yeah. toys or whatever it is, whatever it is. It's like, no, this is bad. Purging it. I'll be better from then on. Right there. That's your clue. That's a big fucking clue. Right there. Shame is in action here. Don't yeah. do anything. Let it be. What are you? Le- what are you trying to tell yourself? You're allowed yeah. to be. You're allowed to be who you are. I think that's one of the benefits of having uh, a coach, a counselor, a therapist, yeah. someone, someone, because we don't see it. Oftentimes, it's, it's a blind spot. It's like the fish doesn't know it's in the ocean, right? We don't see it until something's gone terribly wrong. Um, yeah. And sure, sometimes that's what it takes, and that's fine if that's what's if that's your your journey. That's no, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are there's another way, and that's why I always tell people one of the things I love about coaching is you don't need to wait until you're at a space of you know uh, like mental illness to worry about your mental health. Yeah. Right. You don't yes. need to get into a, an addiction before you start thinking about, oh, wait, maybe here are some things I can do day to day. Here's someone in my life who cares about my my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, whatever that may be. And I think that has been one of the biggest, um, I would say, one of the biggest benefits that that clients see unknowingly because, they you know, inevitably they come they come to a coach with help with something. Yeah. But there's always this other thing behind the scenes that they don't even know is there that we yeah. uncover. It's like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> here's the real reason. Here's the real thing, right? Yep. And and so yeah, I think that's why again, it is important to to have resources like your web, like your blog, this podcast right here, the Game Men's Brotherhood. Yeah, um, and there are a lot of people doing great work in this field. So I think that that gives me hope. But yeah, sometimes we just we don't know, we don't see, we don't know our shame stories until until it's gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, speaking as someone uh, who for years, uh, you know, and, and about my sexuality, it was like, oh, nope, nope, nope. Like uh, hiding, yeah. you know, hiding, hiding, you know, browsing history. It's like, no. Nope. And, and, you know, nope, never again, 
not not doing that, not doing that. And, you know, it actually, you know, it makes me sad to, 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 to think that I did that to myself. Yeah. But it is, um, you're right. In that moment, in that moment of, you know, once the shame storm has passed and we, we recognize that, you know, wow, that was a delightful experience that reflected that that reminded me of my humanity um and you know no one wants that um but we might have that realization that we are lonely yeah we might have that realization that you know indeed we might actually be gay or whatever that uncomfortable realization is of a truth about ourselves we then have a decision to make. And the, 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 the decision is clear. It mightn't feel like it's clear, but we double down and try it again within ourselves. Or we put our hand up and say, you know what? This needs to come out of me. And recognizing that there are people in your life who have earned that right to hear that expression. Because that source of loneliness can feel like there's nobody there. Yeah. But that's our tricky mind. Yeah. Saying that we're not worthy. Like yeah. we're broken, we're 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 wrong, we're we will be shamed, we'll be judged, and we don't like that, so we avoid it again. So we've taken that other decision to take the to try again. But and this is something that is a theme throughout my work. So, you know, it it takes so much courage to do something different. And Michael, you're right. Whether that person is a coach, whether that person is a podcaster or a blogger or, you know, a speaker um, uh, or, you know, a friend or a relative, a counsellor, a therapist, whatever, whatever it is, there is always, always uh, the, the opportunity to um, speak up and then do something different, recognizing that it is as scary as fuck. But that's okay, because there's connection, an opportunity for connection in that vulnerability, an opportunity for connection in that authenticity. And that is uncomfortably the type of connection that we long for. So, Michael, I want to sort of wrap this up and take this back to a point that you raised before. A hookup app, getting mad at an app (laughs) is cathartic. But I think here, the main point is that we're getting angry. We're feeling something. Mm Mm-hmm disappointed, frustrated, whatever. All of these are signs. Yeah. But it is like, you know, yelling at the wind. It's just doing its thing. Yeah. And the app is doing its job. Yeah. What we then do with it, and I see this everywhere when I was using Grindr, see this everywhere, people longing for the real connection, but not knowing how to do it. And so doing it in a way that they think or feel is the way to do it as a gay man. Yeah. Or that feels good or that's easy or that other people are doing. So therefore that must be the only way. Like there's so many reasons why we do that. It just feels fucking good sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's it's about 
if you are looking for a connection, like like the again, whether a romantic connection or platonic or whatever that is, you absolutely can find that on Grinder. I mean, look at you, right? You you met your partner there. Yep. I've met great great guys on Grinder, um, which is why that's what the name of my workshop. But it it absolutely you do need the courage in so many ways. You have to have the courage to show up to face the potential rejection. I shouldn't even say potential there will be rejection um and all of those emotional that, that emotional minefield i talked about at the beginning it's going to be there it's going to be there i mean whether you do it online on an app or whether you do it in person at a bar whether you go to a book club there will be rejection in the world and it sucks and it hurts but having the courage to get up and do it again for the possibility of finding that connection that you're craving i think i think is totally worth it yeah and there's a lot of ways we can deal with i'd rather i'd rather look at it this way i'd rather rather deal with rejection than the pain of not trying because that's also uncomfortable in its own way you could be uncomfortable and get rejected or you get uncomfortable just stay stay behind the wall feeling safe sure but at what at what cost at what cost are you choosing safety here yep and no action is a is a choice too Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Staying where you are is a choice. Yep. And sometimes that is the right choice. And sometimes yeah. it's not. And the question is really looking at yourself and saying, Okay, I need to I need to get out of the cave. I need to I need to take a little brick out of my wall down. Just one brick. Yep. Just try with one brick, right? Yep. Um and on the topic of apps, I think what I teach is you absolutely can go on a hookup app and find friends. I have many examples of this. Um Sometimes it starts as a hookup and ends up as a friendship. Sometimes it just starts, there's an intention of a hookup, but it doesn't go that way. And you end up having a great friend, but it always comes down to stating what you want. Yeah. You don't, you don't go into, it's like, you don't go to the Google and say food. You say, I want a pizza with these toppings on it. And then, you know, you're going to get results back. Right. So not everyone's going to be the right, right one. But if you state, Hey, my name's Michael. I'm living in Toronto. I'm looking for awesome friends. I'm looking to expand my network. You know, state specifically what you want because when people just show up and be like, hi, and there's nothing in their profile, they don't tell any stories about, or their pictures don't tell a story about who they are. Yeah, like it's, it's, you're going to get vague. I say vague, vague profiles get vague results. You're going to get a little bit of nothing and a little bit of everything. And yeah. so, so state on the profile that you're looking for meaningful connections, that you're looking for friendships, put it right out there. The right people will be like, oh yeah, me too. Awesome. And then send a message. The people who aren't looking for that aren't going to message you. And that's okay. Yep. 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 There's a whole, whole sort of series of things there that, you know, in, in, in stating, stating preferences, um, uh, you know, it is, there's, there's, there's opportunities there to uh, explore, um, explore those uh, and um, uh, you know, in, in the 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 exercise of of privilege, the uh, exercise of you know, but you're allowed to have your preferences. Of course, it's how they're communicated, uh, yeah. and they're also an indication of your like. And we all have this, our own prejudices. Mm. Um, I want to state that really clearly as well, um, but. That is an enormous topic uh, of its own time um, that is worthy of more than just a footnote at the end of, of, a, uh, of a coffee date. Michael, as always, I love having you here. How can people find you? All the ways. Okay. So um, you can find me on Instagram. That is my preferred method of communication. My Instagram handle is Willismo, W-E-L-L-I-S-M-O underscore coach. Um, You can find me in the Gay Men's Brotherhood. Uh, If you're not in the Gay Men's Brotherhood and you're gay, go join us. It's a free Facebook group. We have over 3,600 men. We talk about personal development, mental health, sexuality. Um, You can find me on Facebook and you can absolutely please go to my website, www.willismo.com. I write 
blogs similar to phil um and they're and really good a lot more about me there yeah thanks thank they're, you they're awesome they're awesome um and uh listener viewer uh if you are really keen to uh connect with michael and um like you get a discount if you come uh if you go through my site or say that phil sent you um yes and uh that that sort of that that helps you that helps michael that helps me um yeah. not, not gonna lie um yeah. and michael as always um i want to say thank you so much for the simple fact of you being you and you being you in the world and you doing what you do in the world um i see you i do love you and i love what you do in the world it's bloody awesome thank you Thank you, Phil. Right back at you. As uh, as always, I love the work you do and, and I love you and your work. And I know that this is a very, very important topic to talk about. Thank you. Um, and in wrapping this up, I, 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 was, I was about to say, you know, I'm such a bad, like, social media person or, or whatever. Friend, viewer, um, and, and listener of this podcast... Um, if you've got any questions for me, uh, reach out to me on social media. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter, kind of um, Pinterest, uh, all the places, as Michael says. Um, send me an email, connect YouTube. at... What's that? YouTube. Oh, I am on YouTube too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Thank you. See, this is this is why I'm bad at this. I, I'm, uh, and, and it's hard to, like, sound... I, I don't know. I listen to other people do it, and it's so seamless. Uh, and I do it, and I'm like... <laughs> um, words fail. Uh, yeah, the, the, the tube of Ewing. Um, and... Uh, yeah, send me an email, connect at thelonelinessguy.com. Just reach out to me. Um, and I do have, uh, I'm building a very, like it's very small, but for a small monthly charge of $9.95 Australian dollars a month, you can come and join um, a yeah. small Facebook group uh, for premium members of The Loneliness Guy. So you can subscribe so you don't miss any of the content. But you could become a premium member for ten dollars uh, Australian a month and come and get some real support from other other gay men who are working out how to put them the best of themselves in the world and getting support directly from me as they are doing it. Um, it's a beautiful thing uh, and it's 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 just wondrous. You're always welcome there. Um, and uh, also, I can vouch for the awesome work of the Gay Men's Brotherhood. So, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, go finish the last dregs of your coffee uh, and go and be awesome. Thank you so much for joining Michael and I on this chat today. We'll catch you next time. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.